0: is a bloody disgusting podcast network.
1: To hear this and other episodes ad-free, listener shout-outs and more, help support the show through our official Patreon at patreon.com slash bleeders digest. That's D-I-E-G-E-S-T. The following contains mature subject matter, coarse language, intense situations, and is meant for an adult audience. Listener discretion is advised. world is full of magic things patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper william butler Yeats. bleeder's digest issue number 40 what's in a name the following is based on true events written by stephen knowles
2: my name is ray adams and i'll be playing john my name is stephen knowles and i'll be playing the
0: roles of the shopkeeper and tom Magic is all around us, but for a man who has dedicated his life to magic, the world is a hard place, full of harsh realities. John Roberts is looking to reinvent himself. Having scratched out a living doing card tricks at birthday parties and bar mitzvahs, he has a new manager, he's working on a new act, and he's looking for a new name. We've
2: already been over this. John Roberts is a terrible stage name for a magician. Plus, I'm tired of that stupid joke. We got a room named after you. I need something with pizzazz, not something that sounds like an accountant. Okay, okay, I get it. You got a middle name. Yes, I have a middle name, but Eugene isn't going to cut it either. I don't know. Something like Houdini or David Copperfield. No, that's not his real name. As someone once said, my name is more important than myself. Huh? No, well, I I don't know who said that. I'm out antique shopping. My grandmother is dead, thank you very much. I'm looking for props, old weird things that have a magical look to them. Something I can work into the act. Well, I don't know. I'll know it when I see it. Well, hello there, young man.
3: Welcome. What brings you to my establishment today?
2: Yeah, I'm looking for something magic-related, or something that looks like it could be magical.
3: Well, I have
2: this antique ventriloquist doll. Actually, the term is ventriloquist figure, not a doll. Although that one you might want to call a ventriloquist toy, because that was that was not made for a performer. That was made for a child to learn how
3: to take a punch to the face my apologies sir I do have this antique Ouija board Uh, once again
2: not interested in toys you know never mind I'll, I'll look somewhere else rather frustrated
0: John turns and begins to leave the shop when something near the front door catches his eye it's a black leather case the size of a large toolbox it appears to be made of some sort of exotic animal hide is marked with arcane symbols. Wait wait a minute. What is, uh,
3: what's the deal with this box? That would make a really cool prop case. Ah, that came in recently from an estate sale. I don't know that it would make a good case for you to carry other things in, as it is already quite full. Full? Full of what? Oh, various odds and ends. Open it up.
0: Take a look. John picks up the case, turning it in his hands to admire the exterior. He places it on the counter and opens it. Inside, he finds an array of strange items. There are two daggers with handles that seem to be carved from animal horns. A broken picture frame with an antique photo of a beautiful African-American woman from the early 20th century. There is a journal with writing in it and a Bible in a language John doesn't recognize. There's a vial of clear liquid held in by a cork and a small vase with bits of ribbon sticking out of it. An ornate crucifix is strapped to the inside of the lid. Oh, what
3: the hell is this? Hell indeed may be the key to the whole thing. I believe that it belonged to someone who was an exorcist. (laughs) And I
2: believe that is a load of bullshit. Lucky
1: for you, bullshit is my business. How much you want for it? More of Bleeder's Digest, issue number 40. What's in a name? After this.
3: may be the key to the whole thing. I believe that it belonged to someone who was an exorcist.
2: And I believe that is a load of bullshit. Lucky for you, bullshit is my business. How much you want for it?
0: John arrives back at his apartment a while later, but calling it an apartment is generous. It looks more like the bastard child of a storage unit in a magic museum, with a little bit of eccentric workshop thrown in for good measure. Seating himself at a workbench, John opens the case and begins sifting through its contents.
2: Okay, let's see. Uh, you got a picture frame, and this picture of... Madame Louisa? Voodoo Queen. <laughs> Check. Okay, well, Your Highness, I'll sit you over here. Now we've got some candles. Check. Holy water. Check. Whatever this vase is. Check. Ooh, I could probably... I could probably use that as a prayer vase. But, uh, that's kind of lame. Too many kids have those in their magic kits. Oh, this Bible is interesting. Nah... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's got to be, what, like Polish or Russian or. Uh, maybe I could do a book test with it. Predict the page and the word. Although
0: I probably should be able to pronounce the word. So. Continuing to go through the items in the case, John retrieves the journal and beneath it finds an elaborate rattle. Mead. From the horns of a goat, it is adorned with leather braids and has a wooden handle where the rest of the goat's head would have been. John shakes the rattle, laughs, and places it on the bench. Next, he removes the daggers and an antique sewing kit that contains two very large canine teeth, which look human, though abnormally long. Turning his attention to the journal, John begins to read... With every page, a new turn of mystery. Clipped newspaper articles, photos of gravesites, homes, and people, and handwritten notes attempting to connect the dots. John's hyperfixation gets the better of him, and he falls down this rabbit hole. Hours pass. I need a drink.
2: Okay, so who are you? All right, so I've got this journal... And it's written by Who is this guy? A Baptist minister in the Deep South Chasing what appears to be Voodoo queens, vampires, and demons With a Polish Bible? What in the hell? Although I could make a whole one-man show out of this Oh, Oh, look here I've missed the voodoo doll In the bottom of the
0: case What the hell? John approaches the workbench cautiously, slowly reaching his hand out toward the rattle. Shit! Tom, you
2: scared the hell out of me. Come on in. Are you ready? The meeting starts in an hour.
3: Huh? What time is it? Holy cow, I must have really gotten absorbed by this. Alright, here's what I'm doing tonight. Think of any card in the deck. Anyone? Not the Ace of Spades.
2: Obviously, I wouldn't pick the Ace
3: of Spades. Come on. Queen of Hearts. No. Seven of Clubs. What are you working on? Still looking for a new name, Alley? How about ADHD the Magnificent? Yeah, you really missed your calling, Tom. You should have been a comedian, not a balloon guy. When you're full of hot air, you gotta find a way to
2: capitalize. (laughs) Know your strengths. No, I found this bizarre box in an antique shop downtown today. (laughs) I'm thinking about turning it into, like, a whole evening magic show. Unpacking this exorcism kit, but it's got it's got some really crazy stuff in no it. No
3: offense, I don't want to set you off or anything, but that's a really stupid idea. Number one, it's been done. Number two, I don't think people are really after that sort of act. You need something more commercial. All that hoodoo crap is just gonna bore people. Look at this voodoo doll. Say, like, you know what he needs? Yeah. Take a couple of these rubber bands and take this hair out of that little vase and put that on top. Use another rubber band and then put these teeth in front of his face. Now! (laughs) There's a face a mother could love. Give me that! Now it just looks
0: stupid. John holds the voodoo doll in his outstretched palm, looking at the abomination his friend has made of it. Suddenly, magically... The doll stands up in his hand. As he watches, the doll begins to spin, dancing of its
3: own volition. All right, what are you doing? Is that a visible thread? I gotta admit, that's pretty cool. John does not react.
0: He stares transfixed as the doll moves in his hand. And in his head, he hears whispers, voices, too many to focus on. Message is clear.
3: All right, put your little toy away and let's go. We don't get to the magic meeting on time, all the donuts will be gone. Bring that thing with you. Maybe somebody will be able to help you make it work better.
0: We're not going anywhere. John picks up one of the daggers from the workbench and turns in a broad slashing motion. Early the next morning. As the sun is breaking through the window, John sits perched in a corner. His eyes have a bizarre shine. His face is covered in blood. The room that was once only disorganized is now in shambles. Tom's body lies on the floor, motionless. John answers, but does John, not speak. We hear his neighbors? manager's don't voice don't at at muffled a through point. the phone. One. A new name? Yes. There is a new name. John smiles, stretching his face almost to a breaking point. Something moves under his skin.
2: We, we
0: are, are legion. legion!
1: What's in a name? Written by Stephen Knowles Featuring Bruce Abels as the narrator Ray Adams as John Stephen Knowles as the shopkeeper And Tom Trevor Shand as the manager Engineering production and sound design by Trevor Shand Theme music by Tyler Connolly Chrissy Fox and Trevor Shand Bleeder's Digest is created and curated by Spider-One Chrissy Fox, Trevor Shand, and Lauren Shand Subscribe on your favorite podcast provider to never miss an episode. If you like what you're hearing, you can rate and write a review on our show page on Apple Podcasts. It helps others discover Bleeders Digest and enables us to continue producing new episodes. We appreciate it so much. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bleeders Digest. That's D-I-E-G-E-S-T. And at Bleeder'sDigest.com for more. Bleeders Digest is a presentation of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network.